Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. The performance rankings, you had to be there, crappy quiz and a slight tangent. It's incredibly useful and why not do it just because you think it's agricultural. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Vinny Perth is with us. Vinny, good morning to you. How are you? Morning. All good. Um, I want to talk to you about the uh, opening round of the League of Ireland, but a bit more generally kind of following up on some of the stuff you were talking to Nathan about last Thursday. Um, there was a presentation given yesterday by the new League of Ireland Academy manager. I want to get the job title exactly correct. Um, Richard was also yeah. in the papers today, Richard Dunn, talking about uh, how he wants to be a manager. I'm like, oh, you guys put together some kind of dream team mm-hmm. ticket, are you? Is that going uh, to break we, some news for us this morning? We were out at um, Ireland under 15 development squad played on Sunday, actually. Till was out watching it in the AUL, so uh, it came up for a discussion again, so um, it's up to him to get a job somewhere and I'll like, follow in suit. It's like Rafa Benitez popping his head up in the papers. Richard's doing the same thing. No, it's a bit different, in fairness. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's the gig, isn't it? You put yourself out there and then 100%. the jobs are meant to follow. Yeah so. Um, yeah, so Will Clark, the LOI's academy coordinator yesterday, was um, giving a presentation talking about um, what they're doing. Look, I, I know... I know the conversation comes around and there's a lot of uh, we're miles and miles and miles and miles behind and that's true right I I, yeah. I accept that you, you made the point about Luton Town and the number of employees that they have um, for their academy fire it strips the entire country here but at least the beginning of something is happening with this survey that they're doing of and, and the certification of all of the underage teams yeah. it's work that should have done best, best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago yeah. second best times today we're, we're planting a lot of saplings yeah, no, I think there's a huge amount of heavy lifting being done and being done and, and anyone that knows anything about League of Ireland football will, will speak like they talk about bringing in say over the years it's always been bring Brian Kerr into the FEI bring and they were all legitimate arguments but someone like Will Clark who uh, the success St. Joey's have had over the last 10-15 years Will has been right middle centre of that so to bring someone in with that experience who has helped so many young players move to the UK right in the middle of, of the FEI is is really good and uh, it's gone under the radar so appointment like Will for argument's sake so that's a really positive step um, I suppose when you do things like where we ended up in the discussion last week was uh, the amount of feedback I've had a result of has been huge Some a lot of positive but all, always people have um um, oh, you sort of left this out. You left it. You got this little bit wrong. That bit wrong. But I'm okay with that. I'll, I'll big broad shoulders. I'll take that. At least we're having discussions and we're moving on a little bit. And I think um, yesterday's announcement is another sign. Sorry of yes, we're starting to make progress. Normally we have these conversations after we've been beaten three or four nil or five one by Denmark. And go, wow, what's the problem? Why can't the league produce players? And uh, it's better if we start having them on the basis of full houses at most of the grounds in the opening yeah. weekend of the league the news coming through that a million tickets are going to be sold but still no overarching presentation no some nobody from the FAI going this is great everybody come on give us more money government because Charlotte Burns was in here last week on GA deserves more money from the government yeah and I, I think um, we could we could probably do with uh, the FEI hierarchy being a little bit louder I would say it's not really my responsibility to fall out with a couple of people and get a few text messages and, and there's a certain amount of people within the FEI who who made contact to say you were absolutely spot on more people outside the FEI should be saying it so um, I suppose like 
I made a huge amount of points and some people have made a lot of points back but I think the key is we're doing really well despite what we have what that's are, the what, key um, and, and as a matter of interest when people are being a little bit defensive or when they're saying you're doing what, what are the points of discourse that they're going actually we need to talk about this um, yeah well like take take the comment I made about Evan Ferguson um, like it's very easy for someone say associate or a fan of Bowles to go What's he talking about? You know, you know, we were we we developed Evan through Kevin's blah blah. Yes, done an unbelievable job. But and no league of team will ever be able to replicate what Brighton have. I would say probably in their lifetime because it is seven star hotel stuff. What they have the training grounds, all that stuff, all that stuff. But I still go back to probably the best training ground in this country is now potentially balls in terms of DCU um, that that facility they have will be very good but it's I mean the shining light is Shamrock Rovers uh, doing amazing work out in Roadstone but by and large you've got a, a, a gym inside an indoor hall you've got an astro from one grass pitch between the whole club that that has to change for us to make our young players better. Uh, they've done amazing work. Uh, Shane Robinson done amazing work. We all hear of Shamrock Rovers. They are now uh, become sexy for people outside of the League of Ireland. You know, um, the League of Ireland sort of family. They're starting to be more people go. And until we make um, our facilities better, then we're going to have a ceiling, and and we have to realise that. And that's my argument about underage football, and and even first team football breaking the scene. The, fl- the flight over to England, Vinny, was part and parcel of a development of a young player. You know, ten, twenty, thirty years ago from Ireland, but is it becoming more of an option now to to stay here and develop and 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 kind of play into your mid to late twenties in Ireland. No, it's not an option. It's it's you've no choice. That's the that's the problem. So I would say to you that, uh, and I, I'll openly admit this: if I had a, a son who was fourteen, fifteen, sixteen now, who was an outstanding footballer, and listen, remember, you never know how they're going to develop. I would consider moving to England as a, a to give that child. You'd be um, like Federico McKay, the, the yeah, dad working in the ground at. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but like, what's the point in denying it? I would. Okay, right. I would. Yeah, okay. because to get to the very next level, depending on on where that child is, and and I like it, I don't like using Evan because actually very close to his family, and but I use it as the example to say next month or a couple of weeks time against France, he's most likely going to play a huge part in it under current rules. Uh, and you're talking about the very elite players he'll only be over in the UK for five weeks he wouldn't be ready to play a senior international just wouldn't is it the level of coaching is it facilities is it everything that's better over there no it's not just coaching but it's 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 the whole package um, you know of an example of a of a young kid who is injured at the moment uh, in a league of Ireland setup, and I'd be very loose with this information but it, you know I can stand over it who is injured and he's seen a physio twice in six weeks. You're at, you're at any sort of academy in the UK. You're with a physio every day. If you're injured, you're at... And all of that stuff has to improve. But, uh, well, like, I, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole. Like, I sat in Richmond Park, and it was brilliant on, on Friday night. Mm. Uh, sold out venue, two really good sides going for each other. I'm saying, we're actually... We're, we're there if we can just break the ceiling. And it's not going to happen... Yeah, overnight. Not going to turn up with loads of pitches today or tomorrow, but there has to be a real serious argument about how do we link 
everything together now. And Maybe. to be fair, that was the start of it. Will has made it, uh, his announcement yesterday um, alongside Richard Dunn. So hopefully that's the start of people asking questions. The Evan Ferguson point, has a, any idea how they managed to get him through? What well, he was probably the last one that right. then the rules, the Brexit rules, obviously, they kicked and, in and FIFA rules kicked in. Okay. Yeah. Um, is there any argument that if Evan Ferguson had stayed in the League of Ireland, at 16 he would have been first team, at 17 he would have broken all the scoring records, and at 18 he would have moved, and there would have been a clamour for him to be in the squad, but I, I, I accept the point that he, you know... Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, the, who knows? But then, then, look, we're talking about the outlier as yeah, opposed to... Yeah, who knows? And yeah. I, I, I just, I'm just making the point that... Um, he would just have moved over. He would just have moved over. We don't know is the honest answer, and it's e- it's very it's probably lazy comment by me, and it's easy to throw that out. But it's a it's very stark reminder that uh, yeah. the rules as they're set up at the moment are yeah. And, he's going to be the last of those. And there was too many kids going away at thirty and fourteen, and um, we've all done anyone that's played has done the trials. I was away myself for two weeks as a young kid. Didn't like it. All of that stuff. We've all done that stuff, but. We have to get a happy medium here and we have needed English football to help us. I've always made the argument that uh, we have to stop using that as barometer but at the same time we've needed English football to help us for a national team and um, we shouldn't forget that. That point that Jeremy makes about Jonathan Burns being in here last week, the the GA president-elect, like, are the GA vocal enough in terms of lobbying for money from the Irish government compared to rugby and, and, and the GA because certainly rugby and GA in Ireland make no bones about looking for money and, and resources and, and why wouldn't they but but should the League of Ireland be doing the same yeah they should be like League of Ireland has, has been I suppose what, what the problem child for the FEI for a long long time it's now not to be fair um, my concern is is that um, the League of Ireland people have to keep fighting within the corridors of the FEI not to become the problem child again okay there's a, there's a bit of a you know, I think it's important. That's why I think a lot of League of Ireland fans will root for Stephen Kenny over the next year and 12 months because I think it's important that um, we don't lose our seat at the top table in terms of, of of what we mean and it doesn't become association again around the first team of the senior and the women's teams. It becomes association for, the, for Irish football. So I think it's really, really important that that... Um, gap is bridged um, and there's a League of Ireland voice at the top table so because ultimately we need it we're starting now to see a huge um, a huge amount of players moving to the UK the, the pool uh, um, and the depth of the players over in the UK is huge Yeah you, you actually put together um, a team of, of players uh, who've moved over in to England and Scotland uh, how how recently is this? So sort of in the last twelve eighteen months, and that's part of that's part part of <laughs> in many ways our success is now starting to potentially hurt the league. Um, there's a lot of players now coming in on loan from the UK. I seen three players sign yesterday in, from from the UK on loan. One from we've a real shortage of of players in in League One now, which is a flip side of a huge amount of players going to League One, League Two. Yeah, we've a real shortage, and we see. See, um, I don't like being negative. As I said, I was at an amazing game the other day. It's very easy to sit here and say everything's great, everything's brilliant, the product is brilliant. But now every club, I mean, you look at Sligo, the four or five people from from all different parts of the world. That was never the case. And while you know we welcome it and it's good to bring new players into the league, we've all done it 
we're, we're probably short of Irish based players now to come into the next team OK so that's kind of an unintended consequence of players reaching a certain level where they're cheap to League yeah. 2 and SPL teams and they're getting hoovered up and then their players to replace them aren't just there yet No it's just not there yet and that seems to be the, uh, a big problem we've also got we've got um, down in Waterford we've got Fleetwood who, who bought Waterford and they've, they've started to use it t- to an extent as a bit of a feeder club giving some of their young players an opportunity they've also you see these signed Phoenix Patterson from, and he so, so last week in League 1 um, Phoenix Patterson crosses and promise on a cherry scores a header Fleetwood win the game 1-0 that's a Waterford player and a Bohemians player. Up until five years ago, very few of them players went away. And and the team, or the sort of squad I put together, and I'm probably missing one or two have, have gone away. But but the, the highlight, sort of a, a League of Ireland problem for a second is, so many of these players, up until I would say five years ago, wouldn't have went away. It would have been a rare exception a guy went to a League 1, League 2 or a championship club. But we've lost a full squad that's potentially a league winning squad. That's a strong that's a strong team there, isn't it? Yeah, like that for me that team could could probably win a league. So, so therefore is there enough competition in a league will be our challenge over next year or two. Okay. So in goals it's McGinty from Sligo, it's Cotter of Pats, uh Liam Scales, McNally of Pats and Lions of Rovers. That's your back four. Uh Dozen Devoid Bowes, Ross Tierney Bowes, Danny Mandrea of Rovers is your midfield three. Yeah. Georgie Kelly come off the bench. Uh, last night's um, promise on a cherry and uh, Patterson. Yeah, so even on the bench you've got Kevin uh, uh, Phillips from Drogheda who went to Crystal Palace making huge tries there, young boy. Um, Kieran Kelly has is, is, is gone into League Two. So I'm saying that team would be top two, that squad. And we we never used to lose them. So someone like um, James Brown left Drogheda, went straight to Blackburn. Back back four or five years ago, he would have ended up at a, a Dundalk or a, a Bohemians or a, sorry a, a, a Rovers or a Derry, and a lot of clubs are missing that now. So you see Derry um, bringing in Young O'Neill from Fulham on loan because they needed players in the squad, and we're having to go outside of the Irish market. There's a real shortage of 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 quality on the way. Uh, is there a supply and demand issue then? Do do the league does do the the uh, clubs start to look to it's obviously cheaper for them to have players coming through their own system yeah. and it's more beneficial for them instead of taking somebody from loan on Fulham you know if you yeah. can get a player of similar quality through your own system they play for a season or two hopefully you give them a three year contract and in the middle of that they get sent over and they get the transfer so like is this a teething problem or is it a long term structural issue that can be fixed um Time will tell. I feel it's it's probably a long term issue that the gap between under nineteen football to to first team football is quite big. Um, we've also seen um, on, on this point here. To, I, I I I don't know. I've met Fleetwood's uh, CEO a couple of times and really good people. I've been in their club and I've never discussed Waterford with them. It was it was for different reasons. We're over there looking at them, but it looks like we may have another championship club on in the League of Ireland club. Over the next week or two, as well, Hull City. Hull City. So, what in that story? Do you think? Well, there seems to be something in the story, yeah. And uh, to what level? To what extent? Um, I don't know. But the, the point to make about that is, we could have like a Championship club and a League One club owned in two League of Ireland clubs. Um, we have to question that. Is that? A, is that? 
designed to get around the Brexit? Is that designed to get about young players from huge amount of young players from Ireland have real value in in the UK now, and we're seeing that with with the squad I just put up. We have to question: Is that a way of them getting them players over on small amount of money, or is it a way of the the, the bar to get a, a guy from Estonia now or Latvia or anywhere? into English football is really high in terms of the criteria that's needed that he probably come? needs to play um, X amount of international games ok um, whereas if the they criteria. come to Ireland and play for a season or two they might get so so the criteria is based around appearances in a top level of or in a sort of in your league so if you played over 50% of the games in Irish football may meet the criteria in England etc etc so it's all different uh, criteria in the UK so the it's just an opportunity for them. We, we've seen it with like Man City buying a club in Belgium. This is just a, a smaller version of it happening here in Ireland. Um, and there could be benefits too as well. Yeah, I, That's the thing. It's a, it's a complex situation where um, so the, the two lads are obviously overscoring and um, we'll benefit from that if they get up a level and yeah. play in the championship next season and hopefully make it to the Premier League in two or three years. And suddenly it's like, oh, that pathway where they've come through is good. The money trickling down to the clubs who actually isn't isn't enough yet. We haven't cracked that bit. Where yeah, so it's, but I suppose that's the bit. The only thing I'll say to you is Waterford. Waterford are full time in in the first division, which is like bizarre from a League of Ireland perspective. But if you're involved with Waterford, I know I do know that. Like um, when you get English people involved with Irish football. Put, I, that's probably the wrong way of putting it, but they understand that players should be fed after after matches. They understand players should be fed after training. They understand the, the equipment should be full time. And sometimes we've been a little bit slow here to realise what real professionalism is in Irish football due to cost, etc. So I would say Waterford are more professional than a lot of teams or not a lot, but a certain amount of teams in, in the Premier Division, and they'll be doing their business right. So there is real strong pros about it. It gives a real opportunity. We just have to keep an eye on the motive of it. That's the only question. Yeah, OK. And and how it skews everything else. But if it's a rising tide that sets some standards, yes. so long as there is some Irish ownership or... Well, if Hull want to buy Dundalk and... and take up that plastic pitch and put down a grass pitch that's straight away that's a win-win if they're going to spend that money yeah. but we don't like that's further down the line obviously but we'll see OK uh, really important for the league that we have a title race to, to bring everybody along good of Slagger Rovers to do the rest of the league a favour by scoring in the 97th minute <laughs> to draw one all with Shamrock Rovers yeah that, that's still my concern this year I've seen what is perceivedly second and third um, Derry and Pats I think you've seen a lot of teams have a real slow start to the season and that's part of of the problem because so many clubs are signing players on loan in the last week or two. There isn't a rhythm to the teams in the first game of the season. Um, the challenge for, say, Derry, um, uh, for me, was 1-0 up, 20 minutes to go. They should, League winning teams win that game 1-0. They had enough about them to win it. Probably didn't manage it well enough, gave away a lot of free kicks and corners and, and ultimately Pat scored. Um, but you'll only get away with losing four to five games a season and drawn four or five so already you're on the back foot but you would imagine I still say Rovers are there and, and probably comfortably ahead and I don't see the title race as close as other people do but hopefully I'm wrong and have Rovers added enough this year in this off season to compete at a higher level in Europe than they managed last year do you think? well my initial uh, is is probably not 
Probably not. Um, and the challenge for them is the squad is so big, it's so good, it's full of talent. Like Trevor Clark is a brilliant signing, Liam Board from Bohemians, and they've Marcus Poom on loan from Flora Tallon, whose his father was mm. was Marcus Poom. Uh, he he, by all accounts, is a really good player. But to treat them in and isn't enough to go to the next level and where you could see them winning games in in the in the Conference League group stages, probably not. Uh, but at the same time, they have a really strong squad, and you can only have so many places, and, and that is the challenge. Uh, uh, I've had it before, and I understand how difficult that's going to be for them. All right, Vinny, good stuff. Great to have you with us. Thanks, Thanks a million. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.